Hello, I'm Andrew Appleton, and this is Human Condition Academy. Okay, last time we discussed what exactly the human condition is. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to that lesson in our introductory series. Today, we're going to be discussing the human condition model. The model is the theoretical basis for the Human Condition Academy. Now, this is not something that you'll find in a psychology paper or a textbook anywhere. This is truly an in-house uh, created model, but it is based on broad reading and exploration from many, many different sources uh, across psychology, philosophy, science, and so on. So what I'm going to describe to you is uh, essentially a model for how we generate experiences. I mentioned before that experience is what this is all about. Well-being itself is an experience. It's not something that uh, that you can get in the physical sense. It's something that we experience in the psychological sense. So what we're all trying to do when we set about optimizing well-being is really trying to design our life in such a way that it captures experiences with well-being as opposed to capturing more negative experiences. Okay. With that being said, I think I'll just dive right in and I'll try to explain each component uh, of the model. And of course, in future sessions, we'll get more in depth into each of these components. And when we have guests on the show, uh, we'll also try to uh, create a, a framework or, or setting for everything based on the model uh, to give us a, a good idea of where we like that conversation to go and how it fits into our overall mission. So the beginning of the model is context. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you always find yourself in a context. And that can be broken down into external and internal components. The external is literally where you are, the building, the neighborhood, community, nation that you find yourself in, the company uh, that happens to be around you at that specific moment, um, what the weather is like, etc. You get the idea. Everything that's going on around you is your external context. The internal context is what's going on inside you. And the simplest way I can break that down, again, is into two components, and that is being and doing. The being refers to our self-identity, as in how do I define who I am in the given moment? So for example, I am an internal medicine physician, so if I happen to find myself in the hospital, that's my external context. And I'm being a physician when I have a patient in front of me, that's how I'm defining myself. 
the doing component of the internal context is literally you know, what it is that I'm, I'm doing at that time. So I am practicing medicine when I have that patient in front of me. And this can change moment to moment, what we're being, what we're doing. And ultimately, we're trying to align all three of these factors, the external and the two components of the internal, in order to optimize well-being. When your mind wanders and you find yourself thinking about something other than what it is that you're supposed to be doing and the environment in which you're supposed to be doing it, then, of course, that may uh, be not working to your benefit in terms of generating well-being. Okay, so that's the context bit. From context, we then generate our conditioning. And of course, this is what this is all about. This is why it's the Human Condition Academy. So our conditioning is literally what we are you know, poised to experience at any given point. And that comes from our predisposition, the hardware and software that came as the factory settings at the time of, of our birth, our human instincts, etc. And then literally every experience that we've had to date which has shaped all of those complicated neural connections in our brains generates the conditioning that we have right now. The nice thing about conditioning is that it's adaptable. We can mold it over time. And that's exactly what optimizing our experience of well-being is all about. It's how do we alter our conditioning to generate those best possible experiences. So from our conditioning arises two things, feelings and thoughts. And feelings and thoughts together fully characterize our experience in the moment. Feelings are the product of all of our sensory data. Uh, so our senses are constantly monitoring the environment. They're generating emotions. They're generating changes inside our biological uh, being. And the culmination of that is a perception of how we're feeling at the moment. And that could be positive, it could be negative, or it could be neutral. Thoughts also arise moment to moment. And the thoughts give character or flavor to the feelings that we're having. They generate our story. They are our narrative. But what's really important to highlight here is that thoughts pop into consciousness simply spontaneously. They aren't necessarily the product of a intentional thinking process. Of course, you can generate thoughts because of intentional thinking, but for the most part, our moment-to-moment -moment experience is characterized by thoughts that are purely running on autopilot as a product of our conditioning. And this is important to recognize because it generates a, a necessary skepticism for the truth or veracity behind our thoughts at any given point. So we can't just automatically believe something because it popped into our head we have to think about why it is that that sort of thought and that sort of feeling that we're having right now is generated as a result of our
conditioning. So as I said before, the feelings and the thoughts that we have truly become our experience. And this is important to note because now we start to get an idea of where we can actually make a difference inside of this model. So if I can pay enough attention to what it is that I'm feeling, what it is that I'm thinking at any given point, I can start to challenge those things before I allow it to become my concrete or solidified experience. Now, what experience is doing is continuing to adapt our conditioning. So the experience part actually feeds back continuously into our conditioning as we have new experiences. So of course it makes sense then that peak experiences, you know, moments of pure joy or bliss in our life or moments uh, of peak negative experience can have a much greater impact on our conditioning going forward. You know, Post-traumatic stress disorder, for example, can happen in an instant because of a very intense negative experience and then you formed the conditioning that goes along with that. So any hint of the context within which you experience that event occurring in the future will automatically generate the thoughts and the feelings that you have or that you had during that experience. And of course, we need to recognize that as part of the, uh, the way to treat that. And that's, uh, that's where essentially cognitive behavioral therapy techniques come in. But what is experience actually doing? So because we are a living entity in the world, experience is basically preparing us for action. And this is the final component. So we must be doing something at every given moment in our existence, whether it's you know just sitting there thinking or reflecting or being engaged in exercise or having a conversation with a friend, we are always doing something. And our experience right now is preparing us to act in the next moment. And of course, that action then feeds back and alters our context. And we re-enter the whole cycle, the whole loop of the human condition model. So I can literally get up, I can move rooms, I can... Uh, say something which is going to then affect the other person in the room, which is then going to cause them to do something, and the uh, cascade of reactions continues to occur from that point forward. So within this model, again, the really important aspects are getting a sense for what it is that we can control in the positive sense in order to create the setting to be able to capture the most experiences of well-being possible. And the only two things that any of us ultimately have control over are our thinking and our actions. Those are really the only two points of leverage that we can apply to the system to make it work in our favor. So I think I'll leave it at that today that is the human condition model. And from this point forward, we're we'll talk about how we feed in resources to this model to make it work in to our advantage. How do we plan the best appropriate actions for ourselves? How do we pay attention 
to have the best possible thoughts for ourselves, and so on. So I look forward to you continuing to join me. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. I'll talk to you next time.